I've used a clacker, you two have got the issue. How do you start a podcast that's being videoed? Like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Brilliant. Well, Elson's excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a napkin. Hi. Thank you. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to, as I'm sure you can see, well, you might not be able to see. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. Mm. If you're not watching on YouTube, I don't very often do this, but I highly recommend you go, go and watch YouTube. the YouTube version for this episode. <laughs> this is a very, very special... I don't know where to look. Which yeah. one's my camera? Uh, red one. It's that red dot. Th they're all red dots. That, that red dot. <laughs> <laughs> right so this is a very special episode of Wargamers Anonymous. As you can see, we are in a, an amazing setup, quite frankly. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by uh, Record League, by Doombar, <laughs> Doom by Guinness... And buy £60,000 worth of equipment. Um, basically, so that me and Elston can talk uh, absolute nonsense. Uh, that's nonsense. Not, <laughs> no, not the other word. Yes. yes. Uh, so welcome to Wargamers Anonymous. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoy the show, leave us a like down below. Leave us a review if you are listening on any of the podcasting platforms. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about this. Please don't get used to it. It is not going to be a regular no. thing. It's a very one-time thing because we are happen to be in the same place together. Um, and this is just what happens, apparently. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Elston. How are you? Hi. Where do I look? Yeah, where's Elston's camera? Is that that one? That uh, is that one. one. It's that, that one. one over there. There's also that one there. That's, the, that's all of us. <laughs> if I lean this way, do I go into... Camera one. <laughs> Hi. Camera two. Hi. Camera one. Hi. Camera two. Hi. Hi. Uh, so this is Elston. Hi. Uh, and we're joined again by uh, our first returning guest. Hey. And also, he was our first guest. He's just a man of many firsts. Oh. You, Some would say he is number one. Yes. Uh, the first. The very own moderator of the pickle jar, Bofner. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much. That's all right. No worries. No. You're welcome. Right? Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. This is weird. Yeah. We're supposed to welcome him on the podcast, but he's actually welcoming us, us to this place. This yeah. place. This place. This yeah. place. Um, and our lovely, like, that's us. <laughs> that's our logo. With names and lights and massive. Massive. This is, this just, is crazy. I'm massive for once. Yes. <laughs> well, you are still shorter than me. Uh, no, my forehead yeah. is larger than your... My hair is at least the same height as you by itself. Not in the picture, but in real life. If, yeah, but in real life, if you if your hair counts, then it's just my a, hair counts. It's just unfair. According for to ninety like percent of my YouTube comments, my hair absolutely counts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're doing a bit of a different episode. Uh, we have put out a call on my Instagram, on my Discord. Uh, that's it. I felt like there were more places. Than that. <laughs> I just thought the two there was places. more social media. No. Uh, so we're, we're doing a little bit of a different episode. We're going to do a, a bit of a Q&A. We're all going to answer the questions that you guys are asking. Mm. Uh, before we get on to doing that, um, it, it's just the catch-up time. This is the start of the podcast where we catch up with each other, where mm. we, we do all the questions as if we've as if this is the first time we've talked to each other today and I, we've not been together for the last couple of hours. Mm. Uh, Elston, how are you? What have you been up to? I'm, I'm well. How are you? I'm all right. Cool, that were a good conversation. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Brilliant podcasting material. Uh, Should we do it with Bofnet as well? Yeah. I would, sorry, I got distracted by the screen. I thought it wasn't recorded for a second. It's just like, it's like, like ooh, shiny lights. I'm very <laughs> um, 
how are you? Uh, I'm all right, thank you, yes. Very good. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah. my own hangover is slowly going away now. Yeah. Working on tomorrow's hangover. Working on tomorrow's hangover. Yeah. Nice. Always good. Yeah. You don't want to fall behind. Nice. That's the thing. No, no, you want absolutely. To, you want to keep it uh, top top. Keep it fresh. In the family. Keep it running. So you've been up to anything <laughs> interesting today? Well, hobby-wise, um, I've had a game today. Have you? I have. What I ha- a surprise. I know. I had a game with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Boffnet had a game today. Uh, mm. How did that go? Um, well, I came third. Out <laughs> of um, two people. Yep, because uh, Warhammer was the ultimate winner, obviously. Yes. Um, the real fun is the friends we made along the way. Absolutely, because <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, listening on the podcast, and it may be in the past now, Josh has got a tournament coming up in two weeks. This podcast will be out on Monday. Yeah, but people so. might be listening in the future still. Yeah, future, future yeah, past time travel. Future, yeah. uh, if yeah. you are listening in the future, uh, let me know how it is. Uh, leave us a comment. Um, Mind your hover car. Yeah, let so us know if they've invented hover cars yet and if uh, we are wearing our pockets inside out yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, me and Boffnet had a game today. Yep. I'm using uh, my Necrons, which is no surprise. Boffnet's using Guard, which is no surprise. Um, it was good. I'm, I am in, in preparation for a tournament that I'm going to in a couple of weeks uh, with some other YouTube people, some content creators. I'm very nervous about it because I don't really do competitive gaming. So this weekend, playing against Boffnet, playing against Elstom. Mm. Pardon me, to get, mm. some, uh, to get some practice in. Um, it was a good game. I've had fun. It was. It was um, not just because I won. No, not just because you won. Uh, it was. It was close up until the fourth round. Yeah, to be honest, um, it was fairly close. I think I was just edging ahead because I got an early objective. Yeah, and I started losing a lot of models very quickly, mm-hmm. which was a bit of an issue. Um, basically, my entire three infantry units got taken out in one shooting round. Got two of them in one well, shooting yeah, round. Yeah, two of them in one shooting round. One survived on another couple of rounds. It only survived a couple of rounds because I didn't shoot it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, guard are very squishy. Yeah. And when you've got uh, Necrons rolling 20 to 30 dice at twos to hit with minus three APs and stuff like that, it's it's never going to last long, really. Um, yeah. wait, for, good. wait for the nids. That's going to be fine. I'll take on the nids. That's fine. How many models are in your army? Uh, if you do an elite army? Just, uh, probably about 15. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was 49, well, 45, wasn't I? 45 models. You were... No, you were 44. 44. I'm 50. I was 55. That's it. Mm-hmm. So for a yeah, 99 problems on the table. Yep. Uh, but, but having fun with friends was not one. And denying the witch was not one. No. Um, yeah, 1,000 mm. point game, 99 models. Oh, yeah, shit. You do psychic stuff. In oh, you wait for that. I don't want oh, to. I'm, I'm we don't do psychic. Hurt. When I play 40k, there are no psychic. Oh, players. there's psychic. You're going to feel psychic. I play Dark Elder. Yeah, no we, psychic from me. The command phases were just nothing in this game, basically. Yeah. We were just like, meh. It was just me going, I'm going to do that thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a different story tomorrow. It was good. It was was very good. Um, So me and Boffnet have spent, uh, I said most of the day, the afternoon onwards together, Elston arrived a bit later on, (laughs) uh, because Elston is a big boy and had work. I have to Um, do work things. Is that the first time you've ever been referred to as a big boy? Twice before. <laughs> he, look, he remembers it was by, 1976. By a woman. I'd like to state. Was it when you fell over and she was rubbing your knee and telling you you were a big She's boy? A big boy. <laughs> Don't talk about that incident. Okay? Um, so, right. So, okay. So, the normal thing that we ask um, at the start of the podcast is what have we been doing hobby wise? Mm. So, since 
well, the last episode that went out was last week because it was the interview. But the last yes. time that we actually recorded was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago so yes. What have you been up to in the last uh, two weeks? I've been painting out for Legion still. Ooh. It's grinding a bit now. I'm in the grinding phase of like, this needs to be done. So you're not fapping anymore, you're grinding. Oh, now. I'm fapping. I'm, I'm grinding fapping. Mm-hmm. It's uh, almost painful fapping. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't remind you. <laughs> What's it like in person? <laughs> Even worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah, it will, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm at the stage now where, to be honest, it's becoming a bit of a chore, mm-hmm. and I want them done. So I am looking at like how to cheat myself into thinking that I'm making a lot more progress, because at the moment it's like panel lining, mm-hmm. doing eye lenses, and weathering effects, and you're like, Ugh. it's Weathering usually sounds fun. When you're doing it over like 140 models, it's not so much fun. Well, normal people don't do it over. No, I know normal people it's don't. Elston people. Elston do. people do. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, what's the way to, for me to get ahead and make this army look a bit more complete? And the idea is bases. And I'm looking at all of them, going, I'm going to snap you all the bases before. Going to snap off, snap off all the bases, do all the bases, paint them, plug them back on, and then finish. It's all about the base. Sounds like heresy to me. It's all about the base. Um, all about the base. What have you been up to for the last couple of weeks, hobby-wise? Uh, hobby-wise, it's it, uh, slowly getting back into it because of um, that W word, which is horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been starting on my uh, Nighthaunt army. Ooh, very um, nice. So that's been good with my white colour scheme. Uh, red Nighthaunts Shh, with white. Done. Stuff like that, pretty much. No, it's still Monochromatic? Still four layers on the white. Because oh. I was on washing and apocryphy and highlights yeah. and dry brushing mm-hmm. and crap. Um, so that's the start of that army. Um, obviously, I did Colonel Dylan. Colonel Dylan. Colonal Dylan, who was yeah. outstanding today. Mm-hmm. Chan, he was uh, left Colonel. standing. Oh, was that the last guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was him. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, taking he, on the nid. Uh, yeah, he got he got in. Yeah. Yeah, did. sorry. He might have done a valiant effort, but from what I came in. To be fair, I came he, in and he, yeah. you, the, the, the <laughs> shooting attack that you saw was the first time I shot at him, so. Okay. The only survived the rest of the game because he, he didn't to, get attacked. To be fair, actually, he did. T- he, sh- he tanked that round. He did shooting. take a lot of shots. They made on seven the chin. saves in one round. Yeah, that was that yeah, was impressive. Seven four up saves as well. Yes, not just seven saves. And they got so. clubbed to death by robots. Yeah, he just got stabbed yeah. in the eye with a the spiky bit. <laughs> <on the end laughs> <of it. laughs> uh, myself, hobby wise, the last couple of weeks, I have uh, obviously I put out the video on the uh, new Greensoft Worlds. Uh, uh, what are they called? Dipping inks. Not Dipping inks. inks. Dipping inks. Dipping inks. Uh, Dip. They sent me half the range over. Um, did a review on those. That they're actually really nice, and the amount you get in the bottles, the size of the bottles, is ridiculous. If you abbreviate the two words into one, dinks. Dinks. Grease <laughs> yeah. of world dinks. Uh, trademark. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, I did a video on those. Uh, I done. I done. I did, what I done? I done this. Uh, don't bang the tin. I'm so sorry. Roger, will they pick that up? Yep. For four thousand yeah, pounds, you'd think not. But it's still noise. It is noise. You should recognise that it's not a voice. We can, put, we can just put a gate on it. Yep, that's it. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I've done those. I picked up a load of grots, like not properly, just to test out the paints. Uh, mm. That was fun. Um, it's always nice trying new paints. What else have I been doing? Uh, I think I've just finished a few things off. I finished off my noise marine. Mm. I don't think I'd finish that on the last episode. No. So no. I finished my noise marine. Uh, I've done the stuff that I'd done with work, which I'd mentioned briefly, but I'd not mentioned specific. So I did all my Alpha Legion stuff, ah, the, the tiny right, scale yes. stuff. Yes, yes. Um, most of which I'm not going to talk about, but I want to talk about the Titan because yes. that was really fun. The uh, Titanicus 
Warhound Titan. Adeptus Titanicus. That's the Titan. one. That's the one. That is the one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Warhound Titan, um, which that was really fun to paint. I used the uh, Twin Suns uh, Turbo Dork paint. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to show on camera and on photos, but it's got like a real nice sort of green-blue tint. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very nice paint. Mm -hmm. um, and I've just been bits and pieces of other stuff, really. Slap any of your dink onto the... Uh, I didn't slap any dink on that because no. I'd already painted that before I received the <laughs> dink. Um, I, hopefully, I'm getting more dink cool. um, <laughs> at some point soon. So we can expect more videos of your dinks? Uh, maybe, yeah. Cool. Uh, I didn't even have to do this one. This is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, so that is, that is, well, uh, you say a lot of things about work. So when you say about work, I'm like, which, yeah. So I get, I always worry about what I can talk about as well because you tell me some things about work which oh, I'm not yeah. supposed to talk about. Let you guys about. into secrets. We've done a lot of secrets. cool stuff. We have, so we have done a Sorry, lot of cool Luke. stuff with work. Um, but I've not, um, to be fair, what have I painted for work? I did paint, right, so I painted up a model. Now, whether we're going to end up using it or not, I don't know. The idea was we were going to do a non-metallic metal video. Right, now, you might, and Luke. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that was the joke. Um, so we were going to do, like, sort of, uh, people that don't do non-metallic metal having a go at non-metallic metal. Now, we might yeah, start doing yeah. it, I don't know. Because the first time you tried it was when I dared you to do it. The first time I tried it, was you that dared me when I was doing the stream? Yeah, the Punisher. When I did it on the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's the first time I tried it. I then tried it again on uh, an elf from Atlantis. Yes, I saw that. I did that the green non-metallic metal on her armor. That, I'm actually quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah, that. that's fair nice. uh, But yeah, we're going to have a go at it. So I did paint up a model, 3D printed a model from, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was from Loot, a 52 mil scale one mm -hmm. of a cool, a cool woman. Uh, she got like a big wrench and stuff and she's like a bit steampunky. Oh, okay. I painted all of her up apart from the metal bits. Uh, and then we didn't record that video. So I have done other painting for work. It's just not being used yet. I mean, it might not do. I don't know. I don't know if we're still doing that or not. I'm curious if, if you paint as much as I do now, but just for work. No. <laughs> no, I do. Because I, 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 I paint little bits and pieces, um, and it's usually stuff that Luke don't want to paint. So uh, like airbrushing stuff because I don't. To be fair, I don't let you, Luke, use the airbrush. Yeah, he is messy. Yeah. yeah. After his last video about messy painting, I was like, you should see the state of his brushes. Uh, yeah, like he's talking about patch painting and how to do batch painting. And I'm like, what Luke really needs is um, a paintbrush cleaner. Mm, I'll yeah. get. I'll give. Or, or just to wash his brushes. Yeah. I'll true. give Luke his due though. That the, because like when he was doing that when we were recording that video, I was looking. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Because <laughs> it's not how I paint. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's generally not how I paint. And like I class speed painting. Like if I can get a unit done in a day mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. that's quick for me for yeah. how i paint but like when it all come together and he, he did the dry brushing and did the washing wash. and stuff like it looks it does look good yeah, yeah. the thing is i think he says it in the video it's not about the individual model it's about the the army as a whole mm -hmm. looking at it like that yeah it's, um, it's, it's a just a different way to approach it it's a very different mindset as well if you think about the army composition as well because like with the alpha legion as well when i've been doing them they're all the same color. If you look at them from afar, it's like a load of shiny blue beetles. Yeah. And you're like, well, there's nothing really, I can't really tell what's going on. Like, I can't tell who's got what weapon or anything like that. So you have to start like adding things into it, which just make it like a little bit 
disconnect yeah. from the rest of it. Um, so it's like a weird thing. You only really notice it once you see an army together. Yeah. And it's everyone else that does squad by squad by squad. They're like, this squad is amazing. The squad, I was like, put it all together and see what it looks like. And then they'll be like, ah. or they, to be fair, they might be like, oh, this is super cool. But they might be like, eh, this looks a bit samey, same, same. Or, same, same, same. Same, same, same. Cool. And one of the things I've done is, is I've painted sort of large armies, but haven't put squad markings and stuff like that on them. Mm-hmm. So I want to get the army as a piece together, certainly mm. with Marines and Stormcast and the Guard. Mm-hmm. So once I've got it, it's never finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but into a state where it's, okay, actually, I've now got something cohesive. Yeah. I'm then going to go back and put on the mark- numbers and markings and guard stuff yeah, back yeah, to actually yeah. start identifying stuff. I find that's very situational because the reason being rules change things. So as much as we don't really want rules to be a factor, they're like, yeah, but now they're rubbish, so I don't ever want to use them. So rules are a thing, and that can be very situational. Be like, this this gun is now good, or this gun is now bad. And you're like, oh, I, I mean, I had the same approach with my salamanders. Like the idea was, once the army was done, I would just because I've never, I don't really do transfers. No. I've tried a couple of times. I know there's easy ways to do it before. You start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, it's the most easy thing in the world. Listen, I've tried a few times, and I, I never seem to get them to go right. So I just went, you know what? I'm not doing them. And then once the army is, is done, once I've got a list, then I will go through and I will just spend a day and I'll just go through and do all the... Yeah. Chill con. I'm going to teach you how to do transfers. I'm not I, bringing anything to put transfers on. No, I will show you how I do transfers. I will show you how quick and easy it Listen, is. Listen, I am going to entertain. I am not going to learn. You, you will learn from me, boy. You will learn from the master. Yeah, Don't boy. Worry. You'll come to Chill Corner, my hobby clinic. Right, anyway. First thing you've got to do is carry water up 200 steps. Yeah. That's enough of what we've been working on uh, before Elston gets too carried away. Uh, so the main topic for this episode, uh, rather than, so basically we just sort of met up and went, what are we talking about on the podcast? And I went, I don't know. We haven't picked a, a topic. So what we've done is we've been very lazy and we've asked you guys for the topic instead. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing is we're going to answer a load of questions uh, that people have asked on Instagram, people have asked on Discord. If you're not following. That was a video. Pardon. <laughs> I, I thought following... I was looking up the questions and a video popped up instead. If you're not following me on Instagram, uh, follow me on Instagram and you'll get you'll be notified of this sort of stuff when I post it on my story. If you're not on the Discord, come and join us on Discord. There's a link in the description. And then you'll again you'll be able to take part in stuff like this as and when it happens. So if, I do, if I do this, am I in pickle shot? Probably. Hi. Get in your own camera. <laughs> I mean, we can just edit. That's fine. I just wanted to throw that um, So we've got a few different questions. So I'm going to go through. I'm going to keep so checking. I can as get we go my through. hand in your yeah. shot. Yeah. Your <laughs> She's like, hey. um, Yeah, so we've got a few questions. So let me... Have you know, question time was also done on this stage once. Uh, so the first question that we've been asked uh, is from, I'm going to butcher these names as well, by the way. Uh, so this is from uh, Cavalario de Chaco on Instagram. Mm. Has asked, and I'm going to uh, pass this one to Elston because I know that you have. Uh, oh, and I, know that me, I know that me and Boffnet haven't. Ooh, so have you, ever played, have you ever played A Song of Ice and Fire oh, miniatures game? I and have. what do you think about it? I do. I have. I have. Uh, so uh, a... A S O I A F 
the Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, the weird. Uh, if you ever try and type it into Google, you're like, uh, so, Google oh, say, uh, did you mean a chew? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this. This isn't a quick, easy. Like, it's just annoying to say. Anyway, the game when I first got into it was awesome. It's a lovely game. Um, the very much like what I, what I really like about a new heresy game is there's a lot of interaction mm-hmm. during your opponent's turn. Like interrupts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, uh, it's it's half a board game, half a card game right. at the same time. So if you want to do, if someone does something, you can play a card to counter it or something to that effect. Um, and it is, and people might hurt me for this, it's a meta game. You can meta the maths out of this thing. Sometimes it'll go wrong, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times, if you can work out the mathematics on how this works and also work out what cards they've got versus what cards you've got, it's very much a case of like, okay, I can play this to be. There's another mechanic in it, which is wonderful, is the NCUs. Um, I don't know what that stands for, NCUs. But basically, there is a board along the side of the board. Non-combat units. Possibly. That sounds about right. Let's go with that. Non-combat units. They um, and there are five slots. 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 On here. Yeah. Where you can place an NCU onto the slot, and that slot will then activate something on the board. So, for example, it might be uh, the horses. So, if you place someone on the NCU onto the horses, a unit can get a free move. Right. Where so it's a it's a relatively simple and that's what I like about it. It's a simple you move, you attack. That's it. There's no there's no other mechanics to it. That you move, you attack. Everything else is in the special rules and stuff like that. So if you attack, when you charge, you do this, XYZ. But every single unit has a special ability as well. And this is where the metagame of it and you get sucked into it so quickly that it's such an enjoyable thing. The monstrous downside, and I mean this and to the point where I don't play this game anymore, is they change the rules once every two to three months. Oh, wow. And like drastically as well. Yeah, yeah. To the point where one army can be good, one army's bad. So I know GW does it and stuff like that. And to be fair, that's why I don't really bother with 40k right now. Because it seems like every three months, everything's changing. And they did it with this. The other monstrous downside, which partners up with it, is their shipping and dis, uh, distribution is atrocious. If you want a unit, you might be waiting six months for it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like sometimes who a is, year. Who does it? Uh, Asmodi. All oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like Games Workshop. Yeah, you might wait a month. Everyone that bitches at Games Workshop, right? Here's the truth for you. Oh, God. People don't bitch at Games Workshop. Right, right. Well, like, I've never heard it. Games, games Workshop's ruining everything. <laughs> They're rubbish at gardening. Like, they are a hundred times better than most of the other small companies out there with restock issues. They are on top of it. They are quick to respond and they mm. do stuff compared to the others. And I can say this from playing other games Games Workshop are quick to get it back into your hands. And I think that's a really good thing. It's also a really capitalistic thing because obviously they want to make money. So you spend money, that's all good. Uh, but yeah, A Song of Ice and Fire is a wonderful game. Um, unfortunately, I've missed a fair few editions now. I don't know what state it's in. Right. It's, 
if it was close to what I thought it was, it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, the change is a little bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Being Game of Thrones, is there much shagging in it? There's a lot of references to naked people right. and stuff like what that. What are the models like? The models are okay. They're single piece. Like, uh, you, you, there's no assembly. Are they like board game? Yeah, yeah. Material. Yeah, yeah. You get the that that is another beautiful thing about this game. You buy a box, you take them out of the box, they are ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just go on to. Well, they come painted. No, they don't come painted. Oh, they're not ready to play then. Uh... Yeah, because nobody would ever play with unpainted models. Would not they? for a test. Game. At least. <laughs> anyway, uh, right. Yes. It was a test game. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so generally, it, like it, you it, enjoyed it, but uh, now you don't play. Yeah, it. I, it's sadly it, and the problem is to the point where a lot of my friends who I played with don't play it as well. Right, and it drove the community that way. I'd like to think there's potential for it to get good again, but yeah, I'd give it a try. If if anyone's curious about, it, I'd definitely say give it a try. However, if you can get all the models you want, I'd be very surprised. Fair enough, because you not just play the old rule set. You could you could play the old rule set. The downside is is whether or not you could get the models for the old rule set as well. Uh, I guess you could always use proxies and stuff. You can do. They um they come in trays. Everything's on a movement tray. Right. And it's a very particular base size as well. So you have to go for a little bit of effort to mm. get it onto the same kind of base. You could do if you want to put that kind of effort in. The beauty of this game is you literally buy a box and it's ready to go. You can yeah. buy an army and you'd be playing within five minutes. But it just takes six months to get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so next up, we've been asked <laughs> a question, which is if the tone wasn't already set for this episode. Mm. Uh, this is from Tifa Yennefer, uh, Final Fantasy and Witcher fan. Okay. Um, are you all sharing a bed tonight? Are we? I don't know. I arrived here. I've not been. I've not spoken to anyone about the sleeping arrangement. You know the um, in Rocky Horror Show, yeah. where Frank Conferta works his way between the rooms, right? Yeah, that's Boffnet. Yeah. So we'll be in separate rooms, but Boffnet will visit yep. us both. Silhouetted. I'm sleeping in my car. That's miles away. You'll never walk there. I I will stumble <laughs> to my car. Let's start off now. And just to get crawl up. into the boot and. Pretend I don't exist for uh, eight hours. Brilliant. There we go. So that was that, was that question. I'm glad we get some nice, uh, serious Holly questions. Um, uh, we've been asked by JRIP13. Uh, if either of you, or if any of you, uh, had the perfect passion project, what would it be? So I'm assuming this is hobby related. So if you could do any passion project within the hobby. You go first. You go first. I've got an idea for mine. But... Um... New guard models. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, it would be a Titan. It would be. Okay. It, it, does it have to exist? It doesn't say. No. It says passion I'm project. So I'm going to say Imperator Titan. Oh, is that yeah. the is that the one above? Yeah, the wall, wall, yeah, exist, the right? big one with the castle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Imperator Titan. I've got yeah. some of the old epic ones. I've got an old epic one. Yeah. At some point, I'll paint up. But yeah, a proper 40k in Barato time. I mean, mm. this stage is probably the only place we could actually play. I was going to say, yeah, he's <laughs> definitely taller than me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my, I've had this in my brain for a little while. Um, it's more of a game system or something I want to do. Um, 
large scale, large scale miniature game, sort of beyond thirty two to whatever this height is, of cybernetic dragon warriors. Oh, you mean you want to make? I, want, I would want to make a game like that at this Come scale on. of like dragon warriors that all cybernetic implants and everything like that, and they have. Yeah, What's you, the idea with the bigger scale? Like, why uh, the bigger scale? Uh, potential. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> potential for playing. Um, I I love skirmish games. Right. I love painting. I I mean, I paint armies. That's my thing. Do but you? surprisingly, apparently, I do. Um, but I'm very much uh, like this. What is, size board would you play that on? There, if they're like models, uh, fucking like, huge, fucking huge. Yeah, like longer than like easy like. Where Maybe three three times or so in the stage people like this. People oh yeah, because everyone's got access. To yeah, this. yeah, it's two hundred quid a night. <laughs> I know. We, no, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for myself, I think it'd probably be a passion project. Right, you see, because that's the thing is, is everything that I do is a passion project. Yeah, but what? Dream, dream, like dream. big, yeah, go, 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 I would like I would like to paint um if you could do if all the primates were back and do a, like a paint a Vulcan model okay for yeah. 40k yeah 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 and, and, yeah. and have it as a model that I could use because like, the 400 one's nice and I do want to get one and paint one at some mm. point um like the the display one yeah, yeah. Like, I mean a model that you could act like a 40k version a different mm. model like Girlyman's got but like for yeah if you uh, if a you, good primate if you ever get into 30k you're gonna be like Full on erect. I might the entire time. I might get into. I might get into thirty k at some point. It's such a good game. I'm saying I'm not going to, but now I might actually end up doing so. Maybe we'll see. Um, mm. Right next up, uh, we've got uh, Dalbonics. Uh, these are all on Instagram. What a name. At the Sounds like a sort of French Danish electronics company. I was going to say yeah. a woodworking electronic smith. I mean, we are still the second biggest podcasting game uh, gaming podcast in Denmark. Yeah, that's, that's true. it. True. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah. Um, so they asked, uh, what is the <laughs> fastest time you've ever painted a miniature and what was it? Oh, that's too much for me. <laughs> uh, I'm single midget, Single miniature. I don't know. I honestly, so, I've painted so much. I honestly think the fastest miniature I have ever painted is in like to, to completion. Hmm. Is it, I'm assuming that we're talking like an actual painted miniature, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. the grots that I painted for that video. Obviously, aren't painted. Yeah, 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 they yeah, are yeah. painted, but they're not. I, I, so I think the fastest one that I've probably painted is probably either the Nightbringer or the Deceiver that I painted last week because I did both of those in 20 minutes each. But I've painted like a skeleton in five minutes. Well, there you go. That's like super easy, but like I don't really class that as like because that's there's painting and then there's painting. Wow, look at, you call him elitist, look at Elston. Oh, I don't class that's a painting. Skeletons right. don't exist. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a contrast yeah. on a dry brush at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that. There's, no, there's nothing overly 
Still technically a miniature you pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair though, you could go with all kinds of like weird things, like oh, I painted a hand grenade or something I mean, stupid. I mean, that's... Ne- necrons. You know, I'd, yeah, I'd right. Straight up there with right. necrons. Yeah, it's the easiest army in the world. Like oh, silver, Basically, wash. I mean, I, I spray, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spray them silver, two washes, um, and then tesseract out all the, the special. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Job done. Yeah, yeah. Me, it's just airbrush. Okay, that's done. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I've done small things very quickly, but I... That's what she said. <laughs> Carry uh, on! <laughs> right, so what about... So your Necrons... Necrons probably, although skeleton, the... Probably the, um, a skeleton. Orc I did for the July basing challenge was yes. probably under an hour in total because okay. it was just contrast slapped on yeah. and then awesome basing. The best basing in the world ever. Goblin green with mm. Sam dry brushed yellow. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah wow. and like I said, for me, I think I think even though it's been fairly recent, I think my fastest two are the, the Deceiver and the Catan Shard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Quick mm-hmm. airbrush of the Turbo Dork. Yeah, yeah. Tidied up the bits where I've overspilled and then a, a couple of contrasts and dry brush. Mm. Job done. Like yeah. Literally 20 minutes each. See, that that's what I would classify as actually painting, like mm. actually putting some, I say putting some effort, but you know, more than I was wash dry brush. I felt like I'd not done them properly because I'd done them so fast. Yeah, it's weird how like, that happens, this is, isn't this it? This is what I wanted to do with them. Though, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's really annoying when that happens. You're like, I should put more effort. You're like, but it's done. Yeah, it's done and it looks good. Yeah. I can do a Necron in the same time it takes me to edge highlight a Space Marine. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it took me longer to wait for the base to dry from the glue than it did to pick the model. Mm. So, uh, Next up, we've been asked by Forge Father Lurky. Uh, do you recommend learning how to airbrush? If so, which would you recommend to pick up? Uh, yes, learn how to airbrush. Yeah, it's not that hard. It, it, the hardest part is disassembling and cleaning your airbrush. I think, yeah. to be honest, I do think the hardest part is is not worrying about mm. that. Yeah, because that's what put me off airbrushing yeah, for such a long time. Wasn't learning how to do the airbrushing; it was that I was going to buy something and then yeah, fuck to it be, up. Yeah, to be honest with you, to learn how to airbrush, press down and pull back, and, and then you bit, just get used. You just get used to it's that. It's like driving; you have to learn where your clutch, like where your your your, your clutch point is. Yeah, it's sort of like that with an airbrush. Yeah, I, you can't just blast. Because yeah, I, I, it, it's one of those things. As you do it for years and years, you'll get used to different needle yeah. sizes and stuff like that. Um, See, because I I got an airbrush, but I pretty much just use it for basing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So you use the all clad base um, mm-hmm. primers, which are just immense. Certainly on metal models, they yeah. are just brilliant. Um, and because I'm not doing it for fine detail and stuff like that, I get ten, fifteen quid cheapos off Amazon. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and then when they start to clog up, and then obviously you clean them, taking it apart and things. But when it just goes, you just like right in the bit, mm-hmm. straight through. Yeah, Luke doesn't even try to clean his stuff. Like his clog up and just goes from the spaniel. <laughs> but no, I, the, the, to yeah. be fair, the cheap ones. Like I've I've used a couple of like uh, twenty twenty five pound ones off eBay that come with like three needles each. Yep. You get all the stuff. Do you know what? They're fine. They are if, good airbrushes. So, so if you're just basing or doing something like that or just a mm. wash or something where you don't Even for actual detail, painting though. Like yeah. I've done proper painting with, with those and they're fine. Um, the airbrushes that I use are, so I've got the, the they're all harder than Steinbeck or Steinbeck. Is it Steinbeck? Steinbeck? Either or. H&S. Yeah. Um, they're all H&S airbrushes. Uh, so I've got the Infinity. Mm-hmm. 
I've got the Infinity and the Evolution. And you've got the Squidmar. The Squidmar, which is... That's something else. I think it's based off all of them, I think. Yeah. It's got bits from all of them. Squidmar one is the one that I use the most because it's got all the bits together, so yeah. it's all the best bits. <clears throat> Um, but I would say, yeah, the Hardener Steenbeck is a good airbrush. Um, See, we, what do you we, use? I use the Badger Patriot 105, and it has been my go-to brush for nearly a decade now. And wow. it is a workhorse. It is. Uh, I started with a Chrome that went wrong. I've used the Sotar 2020, where if you want to paint eyes, that's the airbrush to do it. Because, mm-hmm. oh my God, is that thing. But if you go small, expect clogging. That is yeah. just... Just a rule that if you get with airbrush, if you want to do really, really, really fine detail, expect clogging. It just happens. I mean, I still don't do like proper, proper detail. Yeah, I do like shading and stuff. I do base coats. I, I do nice I, uh, blends and stuff. Yeah, I, I gave up with trying to do detail like that a long time ago because it's not really worth it. You can, you, to be fair, you can usually mask off an area and then use a wider spray airbrush to yeah. get the same effect. Yeah, you yeah. just don't need to. But like, yeah, if you're, if you're looking at getting into it, get yourself, but if, get yourself a compressor that's a decent compressor. Yeah. I would say get a tank on it. Uh, some people say don't bother. Some people say you've got to. I definitely go for the tank. I See, would say again, so. Again, as, as the amateur on the table, <laughs> um, I got a nail um, sprayer compressor. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not a compressor. Okay, it's yeah, literally yeah. just press on. It's got three powers. It was, again, 20 quid off Amazon because mm-hmm. I wanted to try. I wanted to see what it was like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just doing priming. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't If you're just doing priming and stuff, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's when you come to doing layering and shading and things like that, you want the consistency that you get from having a tank because it's not constantly... Yeah. The, but if... if um, and I've forgotten your uh, users, Dan... Dan Forge Father Lurky. Forge, Forge Father Lurky. Um, if you are worried... Get a cheap set first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. go out and spend two hundred yeah. quid on no, an airbrush. That, that, that was what I was going to say. I would say get a decent airbrush because sometimes if you buy a cheap, if you sorry, get a get a decent compressor, like not a mega expensive one, but like I'd spend, I wouldn't, I'd get one with a tank, get the cheapest one mm. you can get with a tank because it's going to give you the best idea of what it's like. And but then yes, pick up a, a cheap yeah. airbrush like twenty twenty five quid off eBay. To maybe elaborate on that to explain the reason why you would want to go down that route, there are two technical reasons why you would want a tank versus not having a tank. Is uh, One is consistency, as has been mentioned. Yep. Um, if you don't have a tank, the compressor is working all the time, and if it is not hitting the right amount, you'll get fluctuations. Your spray will either stutter. It'll or, stutter and splatter. Yeah, and splatter. Um, the other element of as well is if you have a compressor working like that, what it does is it builds up condensation and you either have to adapt to that by having a water trap mm-hmm. on the end of your um, either compressor or airbrush or both yep. because the condensation will happen and that will shoot straight up the pipe. And it'll and water your paint down. It'll, it'll come out of your airbrush and it will be like, yep. it'll just explode. And there's nothing you can do about it. it. Just it'll just happen. You're like, oh, okay, well that's ruined. So um, if you are going to go without a tank, uh, please get a water trap because that'll just make your life easier. Um, but yeah, those those are two main reasons why you would want a tank versus not having a tank. Each not 100 percent required, but those are the reasons why I would say. If you can afford it, go for it. And get a proper cleaner fluid as well. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, for the brand of paint you're using. 
And That's I, really important. Yes. Yeah. And and the other thing I would say is when you do get your airbrush, um, regardless whether it's a cheap one, expensive or whatever, before you start using it, I would advise taking it apart. Like, mm-hmm. look, what, look, yeah. watch a video. Full metal jacket stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, watch, take watch it apart, video. put it back together. Take it apart, put it back together. Watch a video, look at some <laughs> instructions, whatever. But I would take it be- be- before it gets gunked up with paint right. so that you can see how it should yeah, come apart and put it back together. Because right. then when you come to clean it, you, know what? you shouldn't really have to take it fully apart to clean it every time you use it, no, unless no, something's no. gone drastically wrong. No, but every now and again, you do need to f- yes. fully strip it down, clean you know, every proper part. proper clean. Um, and if you know how it goes uh, together and how it comes apart and how what it should look like and feel like and stuff without it being messed up, then you'll know you'll know that for when you do it and you'll go, oh, that shouldn't look like that or that shouldn't be like that. Yeah, yeah. Try to not use abrasive things like it's easy to think, oh, I'll scrape that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wire brushes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which I find bizarre why they send the wire brushes with all the airbrush cleaning yeah. stuff when you... Yeah, the, the, that's interesting as well because the, the, I think that's designed for the main channels, mm-hmm. not for the nozzle. No, no, like don't use that for the nozzle. Though. It's not. You rough it up, and then the glue, the paint sits in those the rough surfaces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so, so exactly. Keep it nice and smooth. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna take a small comfort break. Yeah, comfort uh, break. See we'll ya. Be, we'll be back in three <laughs> minutes after these ads, folks. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously we can afford sponsors. No <laughs> sponsors pay us. Oh yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> I believe in a big color. Okay, we are back after that small oh, comfort grip. Uh, comfort great. Comfort Comfort grape. Yeah, comfort grip. Anyone else got a comfort grape? Um, we've got a few more questions we're going to go through. Uh, we will be taking a break again in a little while uh, when our snack attack arrives. Snack attack! Um, but for now, we'll carry on answering the questions. So next up is from uh, Bizbot over Ooh. on my Discord server. Ah. If you're not already a member... Join, it's for free. Uh, link down below. Um, Bizbot has asked, uh, what advice would you give yourself if you could, if you could back when, what <laughs> advice would you give yourself if you could go back to when you first started painting miniatures? I like, I like the way you've originally phrased it. If What, what advice could you give yourself if you, if you could go, well, what, how did you say it? What it's advice could you I, give I, yourself if you it, could back yourself? I read it as it's written. <laughs> it's written, what advice would you give yourself if you could back when you first started painting miniatures? Back when you first started. Right. Obviously, we, 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 it's a grammatical yeah, yeah. error. Yeah, so I, I do I'm it all the time, it. to be fair. Don't worry, Bizbot. I do it all the time. Yes, he uh, does. Yes. Trafique. Trafique, trafique. Trafice. Uh, just to like everyone in, on that inside joke, uh, Elston messaged me on three separate messages earlier on and spelled traffic with an E at the end. And I asked if that was the French spelling. No idea why. No, I thought autocorrect was my friend. Nope. Nope. Anyway, nope. that's the question. So what, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to when you first started painting miniatures? Mm-hmm. Keep, keep some of them. Some of the first miniatures? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've sold a lot. And I, I kind of miss it. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I, like everyone's got like the first miniature they've ever painted and stuff like that. 
God what, knows. What, what was the first miniature you ever painted? Uh, I think I think I might have it, but I think I cannibalized it for parts or something. Oh, so it was lying. Yeah. Well, possibly. I don't know. It was a bit of a haze because that was when GW were making lead miniatures, and I'm sure a child handling lots of lead was not great for my brain. Thanks, GW. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that's the title of this, that's the title of this is it. GW ruined my lead now. <laughs> GW ruined my brain. I've had lead poisoning, it's fine. I know what it's like. Anyway. Um, it's uh it was they they've got it in the Warhammer Museum. It's a dragon that is um standing up. Uh it's hard to describe it. It's a snake like dragon standing up. Head leaning over, wings come over, and the wings, like the ends of the wings, are quite long. It sits about yay high. Um, Is this the first model you ever painted? Yeah, yeah. I painted a fucking Lord of the Rings goblin. Yeah, no, I, I was, <laughs> mate, I was in it way before you were. I, like, I started this when I. I was... know, but a dragon yeah, was yeah. your first ever model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going to start. A dragon. <laughs> What's the first model you're going to do? A titan. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm starting my life. Go for beer, go go home. Um, yeah, no, so I've always been compensated, then. Yeah, always. I, I knew it from an early age. This was my destiny. See, I'm trying to think. I think my first model genuinely might have actually been a Titan from Epic. Ooh. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because that was the first one I got into, yeah. was, was all the Epic stuff. Um, and I think it might have been a Wardle Titan. Well, nice, nice. Yeah, my, my I, I joined in, I think... I joined in, I think, Warhammer Fantasy maybe in second edition. It was the first time I had real exposure to it. My neighbours down the road were really into it. Uh, walked in and they had a big battle of Skaven versus Goblins going on. I was just like, oh, what's this? And it was, uh, since then I was just like, yeah, this is me. This is this is me in my life now. What advice would you give? Uh, keep a book of all your recipes uh, the paints you use nice. and colour schemes and, and nice. the order in which you process it mm-hmm. um, I've started doing it recently certainly if you've got multiple armies on the go because <laughs> you'll do that intensively for three months and yeah. then another army will come out and you'll not touch it and you go back to it nine months later and you're like what green was it? What yeah. Was it? And sometimes you can tell and you yeah. think you think you've taught yourself well enough that you're like I'm never going to forget this Yeah. yeah. two weeks later what? See, the benefits of creating YouTube content uh, and doing a lot of my own hobby within my own videos is that if I ever forget how to paint something, I can just rewatch yep. one of my videos. That, that yep. was originally my original idea for my YouTube channel was so I could remember my recipes. Nice. Yeah. Um, Writing down in a book is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way <laughs> easier than editing. Like, God damn. Or just paint everything the way that Rod's Mods tells you and just use his Instagram. Yeah, or Duncan Rhodes. <laughs> would you be like, I'm just following this guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, next up, it's a little bit of a similar question to one that we were asked earlier. Okay. Um, but this one is from uh, Sprocket. Again, these are all on my Discord. Uh, question If money was no object, which Games Workshop model would you most like to build and paint? Oh. So, it's a little bit similar to the one we had earlier, but. It, this one's got to be an existing model, I guess. I'm going to get the name wrong now. Forgraph, the corn dragon, the dude on the corn dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was, no, it's not Korgoraf. That's, no, no, that's the, 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 the Horus. Or something. 
Yeah, that yeah, thing is a monster. It, that it's, is a cool it's, thing. It's 400 odd quid. Mm-hmm. Like mm. proper forge world. Yeah, that yeah. big. It's beautiful. So the issue I always have with these sorts of questions with if money was no object, what would you be mm-hmm. doing? I feel like everyone has the same answer. Because it's always gonna, because the thing is, it's like there's there's models that I would like and are a little bit pricey, but none of them are like crazy pricey. Like yeah, they're yeah. like a few hundred quid. Like yeah. you know, some of the Forge World Necron stuff, the yeah. big the big stuff, like a few hundred quid. But I can save up a few hundred quid. Like, yeah, it's not, right. Do you know what I mean? It's not. That, it's not crazy. That's out the there. beauty of being adult. Whereas a Titan is like two grand. Mm. I'm not going to save two grand. That is a nice model. It is huge as well. That yeah. thing is like. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a few hundred quid is achievable. Yeah, yeah. Like two thousand pounds is not. So I feel like if you don't say Warlord Titan. You're cheating yourself yeah, out or something. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a weird thing. Uh, an unavailable model that you can't get anymore is the Imperial... Uh, what was it called? Imperial Fortress or basically Gatehouse Bastion or something like that. It was a Imperial Guard strong... Uh, it was part of a barricade mm-hmm. and it was like a gatehouse here but then you could buy sections which connect onto it it was back in the i want to say mid like 2010 i think this right. thing was rolling out and it was easily like four five hundred quid i think something like that you can get things like the plasma turrets yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. Is it the stuff yeah. they've got the displays made with yeah yeah, yeah 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 you can't you can't buy a lot of this stuff anymore but obviously if money's no object someone's going to be selling it somewhere yeah, for yeah. a silly amount of money i'd be like I always thought that, and I was like, that would be the coolest ass shit. To Where be would at. you put it? I'd make a board. Dude, I would just make a board. Yeah. It'd be like, that's that. That's that board. So, yeah, I feel like with this, like, my default should just be Titan. All of Titan. But if it's not going to be a Titan, if I'm honest, like, I would much rather paint a Manta. Or like, mm. or some of the Forge World Necron stuff because the Forge World Necron stuff is really, really nice. Like mm-hmm. the big walkers, like not the the flyer because that's just a, a a big flyer hugging a smaller flyer. It is, looks the same. Yeah, yeah. Is it but can, the big canoptic construct is that what they call it? Is that the the no no the big like yeah yeah that's that's the one that's the one that I want. Yeah, it's 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 the big tryout stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big boy, like that's what I would want to paint. One of those, or like maybe the um. Orc is a gargan. Yeah, oh. the, the bigger orc stomper. Yeah, I no, they don't. I don't think they make a model of that. They have done at some point. I don't know if they have. Is it not as a kit bash? I, I think it's a kit, kit bash. No, no, no. They've done one at some point. I, someone did a video on one, and they had to do like a three D print. Nah, one, they that did was do. That, that was Armorcast. Armorcast were a separate company before right. Forge World became a thing, and they did a gargan. Yeah. Uh, which Squidmar did. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, Squidmar did one. Armorcast is not Forge World. Right. But actually, again, yeah. actually, the question is, what games workshop model? So we can't even go Forge yeah. World. Mm. Technically. Technically. Um, you can get it in Warhammer World. You can buy it in there. But it's not games yeah, workshop. You can buy it in it's there. You can buy it in there. It's, it's the same bag. Mm. So... So if, if we're gonna if we take same. this, this is a classic case, uh, and I've, I'm becoming more aware of this term. This <laughs> is rules as written versus <laughs> rules as intended. intended. So obviously, it, Forge World would probably be included in this. Yeah. 
But for fun, if let's the two answer... seats says Games Workshop at the top, I'm including it. It might not do. If I get a Warhammer board, it would. Does it? Does Smaug count? Smaug's Forge World. Is it? Or is it Specialist Games? It's not classified. I thought all Specialist Games were Forge World. Because they're all in the Forge World section of the shop. Can't you buy Smaug on the GW website? I have no idea what anything works. <laughs> See, I could just go to the and edit that Yeah, And Forge World. Um, it's so Specialist yeah. Games now. It's not so, Forge World so much anymore. A big dragon guy. Uh, old old school out of production terrain. fortress terrain, yeah. Um, and boring uh, necron. Yeah. Oh, I uh, work for a terrain yeah. maker. I'm boring. Just <laughs> 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 anything. You just want to paint a wall. No, it's not a wall. <laughs> it's not a wall. You it's can a paint full gate you can paint Anything you want. What do you want? I'll paint a wall, it, please. It's an imperial gatehouse. If All right, see... sorry, a wall with a door. Uh... Throw this at you, go through your soggy towel at me. Um, and I would, I would probably, yeah, Wall of Titan is the default answer, which I, pr- I presume we would all say yes, we'll have a Titan. But if you're not going to go for that answer, then yes, I would paint one of the Necron Forge World, the, the construct. Yeah, called. the only reason, as you say, you go for a wall is for money. Yeah, that's the only reason why you do it because you just like go big because it's more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next up we've got Richard Smith, uh, absolute legend, yeah. uh, long time supporter. Hi, hi, uh, hi, hi, hi. Asking hi. us, uh, what's the best thing in the hobby? Oh wow! How how? That's a bit of a deep question. Oh right, yeah, it's so simple but so provoking. What's the best thing about the hobby? No, the best thing, thing in the hobby. In the hobby. Oh, well, that's even deeper. That's what she said. That's what she wanted. <laughs> Come on, it's nearly kebab o'clock. Ke- kebab o'clock. I'm still waiting for kebab o'clock to show up. I know, aren't we all? Um, what's the best thing in the hobby? Do you know what I think the best thing in the hobby is? Friends. Friends. F- well, I was going <laughs> to say community. I was gonna say community, community. but friends. Oh, I, friends. I, 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 do, oh, yeah. I legitimately friends. think. Friends. Friends. Oh, I legitimately think. Friends. War gaming friends. 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 Brilliant. Friends. I legitimately think that the best thing in the hobby is uh, the, is the community. You surround yourself with friends. Friends. Um, friends. 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 Surround yourself with, with people like that and people that share, share the interest, share the passion, that you can game with, that you can talk about painting and stuff with, that just enjoy the hobby with you. I, mm-hmm. think, I think that that is... Because it can be quite a, a, a singular and lonely hobby if you just mm. sat in your hobby room doing it by yourself. Yep. But being able to like go to like local stores and sit and, and paint with other people by going, being able to go and game against people, joining clubs and stuff like that, I think that, that is the best part about this hobby. Yeah. I think one of the big things that helped that massively, in a weird sense, was COVID. Mm. Because COVID forced us to right. go online. Yeah. Um, and connect with people the, the three of us here yeah, yeah, um, yeah you know through communities through discord through whatsapp and facebook and stuff actually connecting with other people and i think during covid that community really grew within the, the hobby yeah yeah um, definitely monstrously and the um i mean not to say that it wasn't there already no. but definitely it's helped encourage the online aspect. and a wider community because you'd always have your community of the local shop 
Yeah. Where you go and you've got your mates and stuff like that. But actually connecting with more people. Yeah. And I think that makes it stronger because you do get to share recipes. You do get to, you know, sell models and stuff and share ideas and talk about law and stuff. It's yeah. so so in a weird sense, I think COVID actually helped quite a lot with that online community. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for example, you and me, we're over a hundred miles apart from each other easily. That's I true. I think from in the UK and for anyone that's not in the UK. I don't I, I don't think that is it's not quite right. You're not that much shorter than me. <laughs> Ready? Oh, I can't do it. It's too nice a face. For anybody listening, for anybody listening on Spotify, uh, you need to watch the YouTube video for that. Elson yeah, has just threatened me with a soggy tissue. <laughs> not saying how we got soggy. Yeah. No. Um, At least it's not a soggy biscuit. Mm, <laughs> wish it was a soggy biscuit. And throw no, you don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No one wishes that. Right. Next question. So we all agree, friends are great. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. Next question. Uh, Uncle Fatwig has asked, uh, "Who's your favourite dragon?" I'm assuming it. This is a miniatures rather than just in general. Who's your favourite dragon? And I'm assuming that it's also not like a weird sex thing. Like, who's your daddy? Um, <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. I've What's had, wrong? I've had, well, that's what I do. I've had half a bottle of cider. That's what I do. You don't bring up the sex thing when it comes to dragons. I do. So I'm going to say next time, like, who's your dragon? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wendy, run. Wendy doesn't listen to these podcasts. It's a good job. Um, (laughs) Pirate Queen Pickle. Watch (laughs) out for dragon code word. It means something different. So Uncle Fatwin has asked, who's your favorite dragon? Uh, He's also put, and why is it the cabbage dragon? Uh, my favourite dragon is not the, the cabbage, cabbage dragon. dragon. My favourite dragon is is the uh, what was it you who mentioned Smaug? Smaug. The, the yeah. maybe Forge World, maybe not Forge World. That is a gorgeous model. It's yeah. like it's like two hundred and fifty quidish or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like fairly pricey, but it's a gorgeous model. Mm. Volgraf. Who? Volgraf. Is that the one you mentioned? Yep, yep the one. Earlier. The one earlier, Passion Project. So basically, we've already answered. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> no, I'm it's, gonna... it's, it's it's the same answer for a different question. I'm going to go with uh, Emperor Dragon from Creature Caster. Is that the big one you did? I haven't painted it yet. I tell a a lie. Mm. My favourite dragon Mm. is one that is not out yet, but I have seen. And I'm very excited for it's it to release. This is a super secret. Oh, it's a secret we can't know about, and they can't know about. You can't know about it. Well done. Not, on, not at this point. Well in time. done. Unless it's at a future point in time. And then you can you know about, about it, about but it, I can't tell you here. Yeah, You'll have so to go and look elsewhere. Well, but I will tell you guys after the episode. Oh. It's a very, very nice dragon. I'm, I'm fully very, erect now. Yeah, I can tell the table has gone up an entire inch. It hasn't even touched the table. <laughs> So, next question. <laughs> Moving on. Cameras haven't got that good. Uh, we have, we've got a question from username unavailable. What is a good game to recommend that you might be able to get someone who doesn't play to have a go at? Not heavy on rules or and flows enough to pique interest and doesn't overwhelm them with models and costs. So, what if, basically, if you had a budget of... Well, you can't really put a budget on it. What is the best game to get someone who... Doesn't traditionally play miniatures games 
interplay miniatures games? Oh, that's a question and a half, isn't it? I'm gonna go Zombie Side. Yeah, Zombie Side's a good shout. It's great fun. Zombicide. It's really simple to set up. It's different every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the basic starter is. It's, it's not too expensive no. and you don't need that many models mm-hmm. for it because you can keep repeating you don't need to paint them um, but it is a great game mm-hmm. it's great and, you, and it's one person as well you can yeah. do it one player so for me so. I think I would recommend uh, Underworlds mm-hmm. because Underworlds, they, it's a fairly low model count it is like a hybrid war game board game and card game mm-hmm. because there's deck building in it there's mm-hmm. some miniatures that you can paint and there are those with the Blood Bowl models are the best miniatures that GW does, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like the the sculpts on those like Underworld sets, like even the ones that I'm not bothered about, are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably Underworld is a good is a good, and it's cheap enough to get into because you literally it's like buy a box is like what 20, 20 quid twenty five quid, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. and that's it. You've got everything you need. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit off, um, a little bit unpredicted is Talisman. Talisman is the most phenomenal game I've ever played in my life. Uh, Barring Warhammer Quest, Warhammer Quest beats it just by a smidgen. But Talisman, anyone can play it. It's a simple case you go, here's your character, here's a card, here's what's on your card. And it's like three stats, something like that. And when it's your turn, you roll a dice and you move that many squares. And then you do what's on the square. And that's it. And that's it. It's like Monopoly. But it sounds more like a board game, though. That, that is like more. There, of a... there is miniatures in, and where? this is this is kind of where I'm like, this is where I think if you want to get people into it, you kind of need to start at the board game level. I yeah, I mean, that's, think... I guess I did sort of go similar, but I think yeah, mine's... I think that's where Zombie Side is good as well. Yeah, yeah. It is a board. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's you move that number of squares, mm-hmm. but the board isn't the same board every time. Right. You yeah. can Generate different setups. Do you know, in all my time doing like miniatures and so I've never played a game of Zombie Side. No? no, it's good fun. Yeah, as well. Mate, mine's got it, and he's got lots of expansion kits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did this massive one on the floor. Absolute filled his front room, yeah. and we had three different kits put together. And there was a spaceship nice. in the middle, and the medieval world, and the future world. And it was like spaceship across and had put us oh, great. That's cool. Great. That's cool. Really good fun. Uh, so yeah, the short answer is some, something that's like a board game, yeah, co- combo, yeah, thing. a hybrid. If you're going to bring them in, I would say start the board game level. So it's simple, it's easy, not really much of an investment, and fun. If you wanted to talk, it, it, it like, needs to be fun. Yeah, if you wanted to talk like actual miniature, like tabletop war game type stuff, then I would say do something skirmishy side. Yeah, like, yeah. Like like War Under- Cry, Underworlds, Underworlds uh, yeah. Kill Team. If you want to do sci-fi yeah, stuff, yeah. see, I would say Age of Sigma is very easy to get into. Age of Sigma yeah. is very easy it's, to get into at, but at it's a basic a, level. Picking up a it's still more already. models than a yeah, yeah. yeah. a war band. But that's but yeah, I mean that's yeah, true. Possibly. And the, and the thing is, if you enjoy playing Warcry, you can then take those models and yep. use them in Age of Sigmar. So that's a, it's that forwards compatibility type yep. thing as well, which mm. is cool. Uh, cool. And then, as far as I can tell, this is the last question we've been asked, which is probably going to time it just about right for the Kabam. Absolutely. Uh, when army, this is from Not47. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when army building, how important is the narrative behind your army slash unit selections, or are you more 
these models are good in the game, so damn what the story oh. says. Uh, oh. He's also goes on to say, I love to have a narrative theme more than anything, hence why most of the armies are shit on the tabletop. Uh, so generally, for myself, I always go by rule of cool. Mm-hmm. I paint stuff that looks cool that I'm interested in that I want to paint and then it goes into my army mm-hmm. sometimes I will get something because it's got cool stats or it does something fun in a game it might not be competitive necessarily like Trazin for example is not competitive Yeah, but he's got some cool rules to use in game okay. and he's a cool model mm-hmm. so generally I go by that by that sort of mindset and I just I buy stuff that I don't already have I paint it and it goes in my army and then when I write a list, I end up using the same three units and don't use any of the cool stuff because I never get to play big enough games. Mm. Uh, but narrative-wise, I don't tend to, I don't tend to do much narrative with my armies and lists. I tend to yeah. go, "This is my army." That's yeah, I'm yeah. um, I'm gonna open the doors to a little bit of a. It's not see, my friends know this. I'm a really beardy player. Really, really, really beardy. Like, when I write a list... Cool, can't wait to play later. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> when I write a list, I'm like, what's good? And that's it. And I and that is how my brain works. What the great part of my brain does, it goes, this is great. Okay. How can I construct a narrative around this? I know. I'll paint all of the army. And therefore, no one can say I'm a competitive player. However, I'm only going to use about 45% of this (laughs) army. And that's what I'm actually going to use. And then when that part of the army is not good, I can just move over to the next part of the army. Mm -hmm. Or then over to the next part. Because you already got it all. Because I've already got it all. My brain goes, right, tailor the army to what's good right now. The smart part of my brain goes, that's only going to be temporary. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you need to do to make sure this is a long-lasting thing? Get all of it. All right. So, so that, I yeah. paint stuff that looks cool. You're a dirty meta gamer. I paint everything. And so you paint I, everything. So I can, you are still a meta gamer. So I can be meta gaming so all the time. So everyone can now hate Austin for another reason. Uh, and Buffett, I think you're probably more on the narrative side Massively. than either of us. Because um, just based on playing AOS with you and how erect you were at... Uh, path to glory. Path to glory. Path to glory. Path to glory. Um, yes, yeah, so you, you like that. Yeah, c- completely. Um, I mean, it, there's a little bit of a, a lot of my army is based around what models I have. So things like Imperium and Mortal Realms mm-hmm. start you off. Um, but then I go completely north. Mm-hmm. What is cool? Yeah, what's yeah. got good rules? What's got a good name? Um, what do I like? And then I'll sort of look at lists based around those and get things in to buff them and to, yeah, to work them. Yeah. But the core of it will start around all. Yeah. Um, and you can tell I'm not a meta gamer because I play Corn Bloodbound and Guard. So <laughs> I like um, it. We've got a nice mix though because mm. we've got one side of the table that is the filthy meta gamer. Yeah, and yeah. We've got the other side of the table that is like the Look, narrative and yep. law matters first. And then you've got me in the middle that just paints stuff that looks cool and I don't really care. I mean, either. my Imperial Guard army, I'm sort of working towards this 10,000 point painted Imperial, uh, um, Imperial army. Um, I'm up to about six and a half thousand, seven thousand mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written massive amounts of law. I've got entire documents on yeah, law. Yeah. I've created this entire system. When you say you've written loads of law, is it just a 10,000 word? text document that just Katie stands copied and pasted yeah 
course. And, uh, well, 5,000 times Cadia stands, 5,000 times for the Emperor. So I'm going to interject here on the one, the one stance which I can defend for metagamers. And I, I, no, you try and defend No, wait, wait, wait. I, for, I, I'm going to give some advice to metagamers, right? My friends like me, and they know what sure. I do. They know what I do. My gaming friends, not you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right? I don't class as a right? gaming friend. Wow. I mean, uh, we anyway. don't need salt on our chips, <laughs> mate, do we? Have a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the is this just you bragging? That no, no, friends? no, no, no. My friends like me. I've got friends on low pickle. <laughs> no, wow. um, wow, right. yeah. Anyway, dear what? viewers, this has suddenly got very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> what all, all I'm all going to say? This is a piece of advice for all the meta gamers out there. If your friends are giving you crap about being a meta gamer. Who would do that? They give you all loads of shit about being a meta gamer and how. Like, basically, I'm not very good at playing games. I forget loads of things, but I'm really good at writing a list. Mm -hmm. So I'm writing the list. It's you really must be great at shopping. Really horrible, right? <laughs> really, really horrible. Here's the one thing to defend yourselves, and make your friends like you again. Just, just admit it. Just, just roll into it and go. You're a filthy meta gamer. You're like, yep. You know, and they're like, "Oh, I can't be angry at you now." You like, because it's it sounded yeah. as a derogatory. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> two people right here. Yeah. No, nope. no, nope. never been more disgusted. Because you're then suddenly an arrogant metagamer. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not rubbing your face. I'm just like, yeah, I'm a fil I'm, I, I'm absolutely filthy. I wrote disgusting lists. I'm really sorry. You are a disgusting list. And then you give the puppy dog eyes. You're like, I'm sorry. But I'm you going giving the puppy dog eyes. Because Does I'm about to trounce you into the fucking ground. Yeah, but what's the puppy dog going to do with the eyes? I, I imagine a puppy dog smashing someone into the ground. <laughs> All right, that <laughs> is the <laughs> main topic. Uh, massive thank you to everyone that asked <laughs> us uh, all those questions. Um, if you want to take part in future episodes where we do something similar, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, next time we'll do it with more notice and Elston will post as well. So go follow Elston on Instagram. Yes, follow me on Instagram. Apparently I do think. Post on Discord. Uh, let's do it on there. Uh, but yeah, massive thank you to everyone for submitting your questions. Uh, we hope that this has been entertaining. We're going to take a short break while we wait for the snack attack uh, se <laughs> section of the show to arrive, right. which should hopefully be uh, 25 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And when we come back, we will be a lot happier and ready to eat. Eat. So we'll see you shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, presenting to you live and on stage for the first time in front of a recorded audience, Kebabs! <laughs> oh my god. We nearly had a delivery man on stage with us as well. Oh wow. Really? He hadn't seen the theater before. <laughs> so like, oh, can I come on stage? Yep. Oh, I've got deliveries. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> right. No idea which one is which. Well, ours are the bigger ones. So guys, uh, this is <clears throat> this is snack attack uh, for this week, and as you can see, or maybe you can't if you're listening, but if you're watching, then as you can see, we've got all out for snack attack this week. Um, <laughs> we have got K 
kebabs and chips. Yes. Um, and me and Buffin, uh, me and Elson have got salad because we're uh, conscious about our weight. Um, Are we? I just wanted more. I've got salad because I felt bad that I weren't having salad. If you don't get salad, do you get more meat? No, probably not. So you get more if you have salad? Mm. Yeah, because there's more. It fills up the tray as opposed to salad filling up the tray. Ah, so you do get more meat. Well, now I feel sad. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are normally we wait to start eating uh, until after we've introduced snack attack, uh, but we've been waiting for this for a while. We're all very hungry. Yeah, so we've started eating already. So snack attack this week, a bit, little bit different. There's three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having. We're all in person. We're enjoying a nice kebab. Mm-hmm. I've eaten a chocolate donut today, <laughs> so this is going down a treat. So. Elston, mm. what have you got on your kebab? I've got uh, just mayonnaise and salad. I'm relatively plain and boring when it comes to salads, but I love it. To salads or to, to, to kebabs? Sorry? What? You said I'm relatively mm. plain when it comes to salads. Sorry, relatively plain when it comes to kebabs. Thank you for the correction. Apologies. I'm too engrossed in this food right now to listen to you anymore. And what is it you're eating? <laughs> Uh, a kebab. Are you sure? Not a salad? No, I'm eating chips as well. With a uh, salad. What have you got on yours? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got sweet chilli sauce. Very nice. Which is nice. Um, and the kebab is nice, but it's not going down well because of my hangover. Oh, Buffin, is hungover. <laughs> Even though it's now uh, 10 o'clock at night. It's not. It's, it's 11 o'clock at night. 11 o'clock at night. I am still hungover from last night. <laughs> uh, and I have got, we've all got uh, Donna meat, by the way. Donna meat kebab. Which is, what is Donna? It's lamb, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Lamb, lamb. Mutton. Lamb is obviously the child version. We're going for the adult version. Yes. So there we go. We've like all a, got... Like a small elder child. <laughs> We've all got Donna kebab. Uh, I've also got salad, which I'll be honest, we'll probably not get eaten. I only ordered it because I felt bad. I'd eat um, it. And I've got a pit of bread. I'd eat I've it. I've got chips. Uh, and on mine, I have got garlic mayo and uh, hot chilli sauce. I won't eat it. Hi. How are you? I'm right. <laughs> How's your kebab doing on the snack attack rating? 10 out of 10. Yeah? On everything. Uh, finger residue. Oh, what forks? Forks. forks. <laughs> Do not touch. Like, it's a full on, like, if you don't have a fork, it's a full on zero. Yeah. I, there's a lot of sauce on this. I mean, mm. it's not a bad thing because I've got a fork. Mm. But there is a lot of sauce. So you yeah. Do, yeah, it's not necessarily a wargaming snack itself. It, it doesn't matter. It's uh, a special episode. Stop picking fault. It's fine. As you can tell, Pickle is obviously hungry and wants to disregard any rules that are now in play. <laughs> rules as written rather than rules as intended. Rules as I'm hungry and fuck you. <laughs> so. How is this kebab rating for you? I mean, mm. Our views might be a little bit skewed because we are hungry. Mm. But compared to like kebabs you've had previously. This is good. This is a very nice yeah, kebab. It is, um, it's not overly burnt. Um, it's not swimming in like weird greases and stuff like that. It looks relatively fresh. It's all, it's a, it's, weirdly, it's quite a nice clean kebab. Mm. Sometimes you get kebabs and you're like, Oh, there's a lot of oils and weird stuff, and it's making go a funny color and stuff like that. But this is relatively clean and like visually, aesthetically pleasing kebab. So, how's yours? 
Mine's great. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a nice kebab. So like normally, the best kebabs that I've had previously, I mean, this is this is a very good kebab. Mm. I'm not going to lie, this is a very nice kebab. Mm. The best kebabs I've ever had are the ones that they do, um, the chip shop near me. You order one of those kebabs, you order a mixed kebab. Mm. It is absolutely massive. <laughs> I'm talking like you need full two hands to hold it. Like it is huge. Comes in the pitter. And that's absolutely gorgeous. I think the guy that runs the chip shop, I think he's Greek. So like... Nice. Greek kebabs are nice. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's donna meat and chicken and, and, and whatever, but those are very, very nice kebabs. But this is a very nice kebab. Mm -hmm. It's very tasty. I mean, to be honest, like I said, part of it's probably a little bit skewed because we're very hungry. Yeah. hungry. Um, but this, it's, it's... This place does a very nice mixed kebab as well. Yeah? I'll say, yeah. It's a very good mixed kebab, this one, uh, from this place. Mm. But yes, I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying mm. it. Mm. Very tasty. Oh, wow. I'll tell you what, though, it's just, um, I mean, I know it's like it's just sauce, but the sauce that's on this kebab as well is very nice. So, let's give some scores. All right. Uh, pardon me. I can't remember what we rate them on. I want to tell you. Mm. So, we rate kebabs. No, no, we were a snack attack on. So we normally do uh, packaging, finger residue, uh, weight to chew ratio, and mouth feel. And then we'll give an overall score. Mouth, mouth aggravation. Ah, well, I'm saying mouth feel. Mouth feel. <laughs> mouth feel. So, packaging. It's a takeaway. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It contains it. I appreciated, I will say, I appreciated that they put my naan bread, not naan bread, pita bread on top of the mm. tub rather than <clears throat> just on top and in it because it can get, because it's bread, it, get, it can get a bit soggy with the uh, with it sweating and stuff. That's not a, that's a unique rule for this kebab place though. Usually that is. A I can only rate yeah. this kebab that I'm eating now. Oh, okay. So we're going on, where, where is this from? Uh, best kebab shop. A oh, wonderful. Yep. There we go. There we go. Yep. Automatic win. <laughs> Angel says it on the name. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So, packaging. I'm going to say it's just you know it's, it's kebab. It's takeaway packaging. I'm going to go with um, I don't know seven out of ten. It's 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 very it's just standard. Hmm. Yeah. Um. It's it's hard to say. For or against, to be honest with you, either way, because it is just take away. Packaging. It does what it needs to do. Yeah. Mm. That's it. I follow shoot. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Mm. Yep, go with that. Cool. Next up is finger residue contamination. Now. This is like straight up, like almost zero if you don't have a fork. Yeah, if you didn't have a fork and you were trying to eat this with your hands, it would have to be a zero. Because yep. it'd be met, you could not play games after no. while eating one of these. No, no. But. You've got a fork. It's pretty good. And generally, most takeaway places, you get a wooden one that'll come with it. Or yeah. Whatever, but we've got, you know, we're fancy, so we've got not wooden ones. And I reminded Boff now before we left. Uh, so <laughs> we, we're eating forks. No contamination at all. Nope. So on, based on the idea that you've got a fork, mm -hmm. it's got to be a 10. 10 out of 10. Because yeah. it's zero contamination. But if you don't have a fork, it'd be a zero out of 10. Yep. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Oh. 
weight to chew ratio. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, that, that's an interesting one. Because you can get, like, you can chew for a while with this stuff if you really want to. That's but, true. I mean, it's not like what's its disintegration, no, no, is it? No, no, no. Um, it's not kind of on the gobstopper level, like, it's never going to disappear either. But it's pretty high up there with, like, a average kind of level of chewing sort of thing. I'm going to go with solid eight. Because the weight versus like chewing and everything like that. Although I think that forkful I, just took me twenty five chews. That was weird that you counted that, but I appreciate that you did. That's just the level of effort that I go to for this, uh, this sort of stuff. Yeah, I, See, I'm going to go for a seven. I think if it was a mixed kebab, uh, yeah, slightly chicken. chunky and bits yeah. of meat, yeah, yeah. that'd be an eight or a nine. I think this maybe goes down to more the health regarding of how quickly you should swallow things before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I think seven out of ten yep. for weight to chew. It's, you know, it's a good yeah. it's not disintegrating too quick. Um mm. it's good. Mouthfeel. Mm. Or, or mouth whatever. You need a sauce. So I don't think you do need sauce for kebab. Mm. Yeah, you do. Dry, I can eat kebab without sauce. I nah. prefer to eat it with sauce. I can quite happily eat when's, the, without when's the last time you ate it without sauce? I can eat it without sauce. When's the last time you ate it without sauce? I do always eat order sauce. Right. Because? Because it tastes better. Mouthfeel. That's to do with taste. It's not the feeling. It's not the yeah, texture. Sort of, they're related. They're related. Well, no. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You You definitely got to have sauce. Like, if you try to, if you eat a kebab, if you eat a kebab without sauce, it is, it is very. When you come up for Chilcom, I'm going to eat a kebab without sauce. I'm going to make you watch. Bring it to the hobby clinic, ladies and gentlemen. As well, quick little plug here: Uh, Chilcom, August twentieth, Saturday, August twentieth. I'm guessing. Uh, I think it is correct. Sheffield area. We're doing there's a yes, the wargaming, entirety of Sheffield. There's a war gaming convention. Um And we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. Yeah. I'm, With or without kebabs. Yeah. Uh Sons kebab. And sauce. And and or not sauce. If you want to come and learn how to paint things, if you wanna learn from pickle, if you wanna learn from me, if you wanna learn from if you want to watch me pros, eat a kebab without sauce. If you wanna watch me eat a kebab without sauce, um I will be charging one pound for entry. Um what? That's not to what? do with my kebab eating, though. That's your OnlyFans, isn't it? Uh, no, that's five. Sorry. Don't mention that in here. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, Chilcon, 20th August. Come on and see Pickle eat a kebab without sauce. That may or may not happen. I'm uh, holding to, you to To be that. confirmed. I'm holding you to that. Right, mouthfeel then. Do you say, anyway, it's regardless of the moot point saying that it's got to have sauce, because you've got sauce on your kebab. Mm. To be fair, yeah, if we are judging this, I'm fair enough. Um, Pretty good. I'm saying eight, maybe seven. Yeah, seven, six, six or seven. Yeah. I have to like have salad and chips to kind of nullify it. Otherwise, it is a bit too much. I can see that. Yeah. It kind of like. I think it... I'm just going to go again with a seven. Yeah. Very standard across the board. Mm. Mm. Perhaps just one of those things. I like the the thing that we, um, all the ratings that we give for Snack Attack 
We never once discussed taste. <laughs> we discussed yeah, packaging, finger contamination, very weight to chew, mouth feel. And then we do the overall. We never discussed taste yeah. as an individual but, thing. Yeah, but I like to think that you, the, the viewer would know what taste it is when they go for it. And, and, the taste. and if they like that taste. Like, for mm-hmm. example, I'm not overly keen on mushrooms. No, no one is. It's just like chewing rubbery dirt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Are you alright then? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't expect my to be funny. Ah, wonderful. So, yeah. Taste taste is very subjectional, which I is guess, why yeah. we've we never really included. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of overall scores, George Dawes, oh. what are the scores? George Dawes. Right. Scores, two scores. answers. You can only have no, two answers because Listen, I'm the one that wait, writes wait, wait, the scores on wait, this Wait, 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 wait. The reason, reason being, we were, we created Snack Attack as a war gaming snack food. Yes. This is not a war gaming snack food, what but it's, it's amazing food. Right, counter argument. We, 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 we are reviewing. We are. What are we doing right now? We are talking about. What war are we game. doing right now? Talking about no, war. eating are, food. No, we are recording a podcast. Right. What is the podcast called? War game is an war game. <laughs> no, you, this is a snack. The name is in it. <laughs> None of the other snacks you've done have been my war game. Yeah, but they've you all been re- they've all been in this. relation to while you're war gaming. Yeah, yeah. you could eat this while you're war gaming. We've got to yeah. we've got to rate it as a war are, gaming are, are snack. You, are you gonna I've finish? quite often had mackies through war gaming. Yeah, are you going to finish that tonight? Uh, I probably won't finish it tonight. So, right, tomorrow then, when we're more gaming, yeah. you eat that. Yeah. Okay, right, delayed answer from my part. Oh, no, no delayed answer. No, no delayed answer. We have to review ah, it as a war no, game. It's not, it's not. You're, war, not just, you're not reviewing it's not, kebabs. It's, it's a, not a snack, is it? It's it's a full meal, and it's you're not. You're full on meal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, I would not say this is good to have at a war gaming table because well, you need to, like, push you things aside. Score it appropriately. I will score, I will score it as a three. Wow, can't believe you've been so harsh. Yeah, right. But, as I said, secondary answer. I love this food, and it's a 10 out of 10. If it was just on food, I'm on for it. Elston trying to change the rules. Shocking. Shocking behavior. Just just not cricket. I'm just being accurate. Your face is accurate. (laughs) Because this is a wargaming snack, um, I'm going to go for about a... I think I'm going to go for a nine. I don't want wargaming snack. Yeah. Even he's surprised at that. You're insane. Why? What would you go for? What's your number then? Well, I can't tell you my number. <laughs> my number. I'm double seven. I would say. <laughs> I would say, um, as a war gaming snack, which is how we review things, because mm-hmm. I remember what the rules are. Yeah. Uh, as a war gaming snack, I would probably have to agree with Elston. Is that I generally wouldn't eat this whilst I was war gaming. If I was, if I was to order a kebab. While I was at a friend or I got a friend round to do some gaming, mm. we would stop, go and eat this. Exactly that. And then come back and carry on gaming. Because there's nothing But worse. with that in mind, you would like all the stuff like finger residue and mm. all that sort of stuff. You'd still have to wash your hands if you did use your fingers. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. all the stuff still sort of carries on, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily class this as something that I would have as a snack there whilst walking. Yeah. No. So you however, are correct. However. 
I mean, it's amazing food, and if you did want a gap between wargaming, yeah. So it's an amazing food. We don't really need to score kebab because kebabs are ten out of ten. Everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and the more you have to drink, the more tenner out of ten it becomes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. There's a a graph for amount drunk (laughs) versus desire for kebab, and it's like that. Actually, I think it's more like that. No, sorry, it's more like that. Like you, you get to a point. It's happening. Yeah, you're having a kebab. Once you get past that certain point, once you hit that horizon line, Mm -hmm. it's kebab time. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can quote me on that. Mm -hmm. So overall score as a snack, wargaming snack, I'm going to say three out of ten. Yeah. But as a kebab, secondary score. There's no secondary score. It's just amazing. You don't need to review it. Kebabs are kebab. It's amazing. Everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. It's a fact of life. I just, I just want it's to... It's the 11th commandment. Yeah, we are Wargamers and all. I just wanted to stick to our guns. And if someone were taking this as gospel and decide to order a kebab whilst Wargaming and thought it was a snack whilst they were playing games... <clears throat> would be a That's what I was saying, though. You was, you, I was only arguing with you because you wanted to do two scores. That's not how we work. Was it? Yeah. Well, we are just clarification. Everyone... clarification. Brilliant. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go. there is no book club today. Um, did you say book club? He did yes. say book club. There's no <laughs> book club either. Um, no book club or book club uh, today. Um, because we're all very giddy. We are all full of kebab and booze. And butt. And butts. And this episode is likely going to be a very long one anyway. So right. there is no book club Book club. It's book club. Book club. Book club. Um, today, so this is the end of the podcast. Thank you very much. At some point, we will talk about Stranger Things, but not today. Not today. Not today. We'll do it on the next episode because it's just going to be us. Very. It will be. Yeah. Very. We'll do it on the next one. Um, <laughs> So thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, thanks very much for watching. If you have come and watched the YouTube version of this show. It's going to um, be so much better. Ma- massive thank you to Boffnet. Yes, for dude. Putting all of this together. This is incredible. Um, mm. It's insane. So, But as I said, don't get used to this because it's not going to be the, the new regular thing because I'm mm. not driving three hours to do this every two weeks. Mm. Um only been an hour and a half if you drove like a proper person. <laughs> Funny comment. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, leave us a like, leave us a review if you're on or any of the podcasting services. Subscribe if you're over on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought. Go and check out all our Instagrams and stuff. I will try and remember to link uh, Buffnet's Instagram. All right, well, let's not bother. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you do enjoy what we're doing, uh, subscribe and all that sort of stuff. Elston, where can people find you if you want to subscribe to you on the internet? Um, so you're, you're nailing that down to like a point because usually I just waffle on about how I'm somewhere on the internet and I yeah. fans and all that stuff. But he's got me to a point now. So you can find me, Elston Nation, on YouTube, Elston Nation Minis on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Or you can drop me a message on a pickle chat Discord. I'm sorry I'm not looking at everyone. I'm so engrossed in my food. Um, you are all secondary to my wants and needs. Wow. Sorry. Fantastic. But yeah, you can find me there. If you want to talk to me, drop me a message. I might answer. 
Pack your face. Over you. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me, you can find me over on my YouTube channel, which is obviously the Pickle Jar. You can find me on my live stream channel, which is Pickle Vision. Links for everything down below in the description. Or if you want to get in touch with me, the best place to get a hold of me is over on Discord. It's free Only to fans. join our Discord. Yep. <laughs> it's free to join our Discord. Link down below. And all the other socials about like Twitter and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Friendly fans. Yep. We're going to love you and leave you. We're going to finish us kebabs. We're going to finish some drinks. And we are going to go where the night takes us. So thank you very much for tuning in. It's been an honour and a privilege. Brothel House for Pickle. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Maybe it's supposed to end it at this point. Yeah, I don't worry, we'll edit it. <laughs>